0: Money FM 89.3, best of weekends.
1: Our next guest, Aliza Knox, is the uh, head of APAC for Cloudflare, the Internet security performance and reliability provider. She was previously head of APAC for Twitter and uh, also did significant business, uh, building business for Google in APAC. Aliza joins us now to talk about this idea of a stamina coach and what that involves. Aliza, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thanks, guys. I feel like uh, they're kind of big shoes to fill, having come off the back of Martians and Space (laughs) Force. little bit too
1: down to earth. You know, maybe the Martians could use a sustainability coach. You never know. You could export your business. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> but in so all, this, is, no,
2: this
1: is kind of a
2: hobby or avocation or
1: something yeah, yeah in all seriousness elisa it, it's a great topic and when you first mentioned it to me i thought you know what this is a this is a really good thing to talk about because so many of our listeners and our viewers on facebook live are are high performing executives mm. many of whom you know like we all do occasionally we stumble right we stumble over our own careers we stumble over decisions that we made or didn't make and sometimes it it is useful to have a coach. Sometimes it's useful to have, like you said, this personal board of directors, people you know you can can, can count on. How, how did this all come uh, to you to develop this kind of, you know, side, side business, side hustle for yourself?
2: So it's, and just to be clear, it's not as, you know, it's nothing I'm doing officially. I've just of started thinking a lot about it as sure. I get, you know, further along in my career. I've been working for almost 40 years and I had a chance to um, talk to a, Forbes columnist recently, and we were talking about a lot of things about careers. And we talked about, we started talking a lot about stamina. And I think the word stamina has also come up during COVID. I mean, we're lucky in Singapore, and I'm actually sitting in Sydney right now, having had the stamina to go through two weeks quarantine, and I may have to do it over the way back as well. <laughs> and, you know, and what, is, what does it mean over a long career? Um, and I think, you know, some of your listeners and watchers may have read or heard a lot of stuff by Angela Duckworth who writes about grit. And she talks about needing passion and perseverance in a career. And in fact, that those two things together may overcome just raw talent if you have a lot of it. And I've sort of really thought about stamina as the perseverance part with enthusiasm. You know, you really got to have that to kind of, as someone said to me, get in the game and stay in the game. Yeah. You know, we're, I can look at the three of us, this isn't the first year or five years of any of our careers. And you do have to kind of stay with it. And so that's how thinking about the word stamina became useful to me. And just thinking about, you know, as I'm sure both of you do, people occasionally come to me, again, just because I'm longer in the tooth, I think, and say, hey, how did you do this? How did you do that? And as I put it all together, I thought, you know, it's really a lot about stamina.
0: Yeah. You know, Elisa, it's a fascinating topic because, I'm a writer. That's my profession, uh, writing books and columns and so on. And it's, it is the profession I've always wanted. I've never wanted to be anything else. So from an outsider looking in, it does seem like I've got the dream job. You know, I, I get paid to write for a living. I, I work from home for the most part, and I enjoy it very much. But the stamina does become an issue because I essentially do the same thing every day. The The subject matter changes, but for the most part is I get up, I go into my office at home, and I write for seven or eight hours, and then the next day, I do the same thing again. And even for for someone like me, who's doing a job that he loves, and I hope many of our listeners are in the same position, they do a career or a job that they love, that that subject of stamina, it is very relevant, isn't it? Because even I, by Wednesday or Thursday, I'm thinking... (laughs) I like what I do, but I've got to do it all over again tomorrow. And sometimes enthusiasm is not quite what it was maybe at the start of the week. Is that something you see in your line of work?
2: Well, it's interesting. I mean, I've always been in sort of more corporate roles, probably not being creative enough to write like you are, although I'm, I'm trying actually to write a little bit. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I think there's stamina over the long term, and there may be now, right now, stamina in the short term. I think one of the things we see for stamina in the short term and the getting up every morning is, and particularly in some corporate roles where people may expect you or feels like they kind of expect you to be around 24-7. Mm. You know, there's simple things. I think we've seen Ariana Huffington write a lot about getting sleep, right? I think she says eight hours, and Bill Gates says seven hours, and Jeff Bezos. I mean, all these really hugely successful individuals, and we all admire saying they need sleep. So I think that's one thing. I think another thing that's come up a lot during COVID, and Neil, you say you've been doing this all the time, but many of us aren't used to working from home. We used yeah. to have some boundaries. Like I get up, you know, I do something and there's some separation. I walk or bike or take the MRT to work. Then I'm at my office, you know, maybe I take a break and then I go home. And You know, people like me, like I always make time to go to the gym so that I have some outlet for either extra energy or some, you know, maybe a way to get myself energized. But um, now there's this kind of time soup. It's all together. You know, the biggest distance people have been going and it's starting to change, of course, in Singapore is, you know, from upstairs to downstairs or the bedroom to the living room. And so this whole thing about keeping boundaries, you know, for stamina, I think that's one big issue and feeling okay, even at a younger age to say to your work, look, I can't do meetings every week at midnight or from six to eight, I'm with my kids. Or, you know, I need some time to go to the gym or to just be outside and not, you know, inside for eight hours. So I think that's very, very important for that sort of day-to-day, week-to-week stamina, as is taking holidays. You know, sometimes people think they're proving themselves by never going on vacation. And of course, the U.S., where Glenn and I hail from, has been the... um, proud like owner of the Puritan work ethic which is good except for that when you start out you only have two weeks vacation it's maybe not enough you need yeah. some breaks
1: could not agree more. Talking with Aliza Knox, who is uh, working on some thought leadership around stamina and what it means to sustain one's career. And uh, I love I love this track that you were just on, Aliza, talking about the past 10, 12 months that we've just gone through. And there are uh, a fair number of negatives I think we can all point out um, <clears throat> based on our pandemic experiences. But what are the positives? You know, when we look at the fact that people have, have been, like you say, working from home, perhaps they've been a little bit more focused and maybe giving some more thought time to their careers, to how they want to live their lives, to what's important. H- have you seen positives like that when it comes to uh, an individual's stamina or their grit in, in how they're doing their job or how they're, just how they're living their lives?
2: I've definitely seen some people, including myself, reflecting during that time about what do I want to do? And, you know, I think we've seen um, people in countries like the U.S. where this has been a bit more possible, um, doing things like getting in RVs and with with satellite connections and driving. Like if you can work from anywhere, why do I need to be where I am? That's yep. a little bit harder in Singapore, you know, moving from Tionguru to Ong Mo Kyo. I'm not sure <laughs> how much that, that it does for your sense of freedom. Right. But one thing I have seen, I've had a couple of people come to talk to me, and this gets back to the personal board of directors, and, and also something about feeling stuck. is just like, hey, maybe during this time, if I could sort of grab back my commute time or some other things that I was doing that weren't efficient, Should I think about what I want to do in the long term and how do I reach out to other people to have, you know, informational discussions, either over Zoom or via socially distanced coffee? You know, is this a good time? And I I think one of the other things about stamina that I've always found is that sometimes particularly younger people start to feel like they're stuck. Mm. You know, and most people in almost any career I can think of, whether it's being a garage mechanic or a waitress or a tech worker, they do have options. There's another place you can go with that skill. Or you can work for that same place and maybe try to develop another skill. Mm. We have this idea that we sometimes start to feel stuck. So I think COVID is a good time to do things. Um, in the Forbes article, they, they quoted me as having said job dating. I'm not quite sure that's what I said, but it's a bit like these apps where you got to meet other people. You can just go, like I could go and have a coffee with you, Glenn, and learn about what it's like to be a radio host. Mm. I mean, maybe I would never want to do it, but it's my chance to think about, hey, is this something I could learn about? So it's a great way to, to take some time and feel unstuck because you always have other options.
0: Aliza, you make a fascinating point there about boundaries. One of the things that has come up for me, as you say, I work from home anyway, but I was saying to my wife just yesterday about this. During COVID, those traditional boundaries of literally clocking in and clocking out to a physical building have gone. And therefore I've noticed, my wife has noticed as a teacher, friends and colleagues in various industries have noticed, we're like we've become like policemen or emergency doctors in the sense that we're never off duty anymore. Those we we're constantly accessible to people because we're working from home, whether it's emails, phone calls, text messages, because the traditional boundaries of nine to five or whatever have gone. And many people have spoken about this where working from home, in theory, could be more pleasurable because creature comforts and so on. But in reality, you're never off duty. So how do you deal with something like that? Because the work from home mindset is kind of here to stay for at least the short term foreseeable future.
2: Yeah, I think it might be sort of hybrid in the future, and so mm. I think there are two things about working from home. Because you've always done it, Neil, maybe you have yourself set up. Mm. But I think for a lot of people, there's the first step is like literally ergonomics, comfort. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you know. I had to go buy a new office chair. It's still not good enough. Um, just literally sitting in the places that you used to sit in for maybe half an hour a day just to do a bit of work when you got home. If you're sitting there for eight hours a day, it's really different. Amount of light, things like that. So I think some companies are giving giving money to help with that. On the boundaries, it's interesting. I think a lot of people, like me, who've always worked for companies that are not headquartered in Singapore, we've learned to do things like literally set off calendar times and just you know say block this mm. or you know if you want me to do a midnight meeting this week, I can't do a six a.m. the next morning. So to little, literally, as you said, be a bit well in a way be like a different kind of policeman, like literally say. I'm off duty or this is my time. And I think people need to be brave enough to do that. And I think it's really incumbent on leaders. So like I, I run the Asia business for the company I work for and I will put in my diary. This time is blocked. This time is blocked. I put in visibly so everybody can see it in my Google calendar. I'm at the gym so that the team and they can all see it. You know, They can see that I am setting boundaries and I am taking some time. And I also have a little message at the bottom of my email that says, You know, I'm sending this because it's at a time convenient for me. You don't need to respond now. Hmm. And so I kind of have a deal with my team. If it says urgent or act now, they know. But otherwise, the fact that it's coming at 3 in the morning, their time, maybe I'm somewhere else. Maybe I woke up at night. It has nothing to do with urgency. So I think we really need to model. The leaders need to model for other people and need to keep telling them it's fine. You set your boundaries. If you've got a little kid and you want to be off from 3 to 5, there's a guy who works for me, a really senior guy who plays um goes to his kids soccer games every afternoon
1: I, I need to actually use that with Neil because I, I'm sometimes sending him WhatsApps in the middle of the night when I'm awake and he wakes up and reads them and thinks that he's got to do something about it. Oh, but Alisa, the man walk? doesn't
0: sleep. And I, I know I, I have some sympathies <laughs> for his insomnia. I have a little bit of it myself, but not to the, he's got a PhD in insomnia, Eliza. So I'll get a message at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. He's up, so everybody else is up.
1: Uh, you know. uh, he, no, means no. Well. he means well, he means well.
2: That's not what he means, but you're right. It gives that impression, right? <laughs> <laughs> work against
1: that. Hey, Aliza, uh, Carmen Benitez is, uh, has been weighing in on Facebook Lives that she agrees with the break that you're, you're talking about, mm. how crucial it is. But she also mentioned that she thinks that COVID has created an opportunity for the domestic market worker to see and feel Life like an expat worker, so you know some some people who are working around the clock and in different time zones. So I thought that was a, I thought that was an interesting uh, observation. But I, I did want to move on to this idea of having a personal board of directors, because this is something that uh, I talked about with some friends of mine going back probably ten or twelve, almost fifteen years now. Uh, having that small group of people that you know and trust, that you can absolutely reach out to and say. I'm stuck on this, uh, you know, what do you think I should do? How have you handled situations like this? Talk to us about your concept behind this personal board of directors.
2: Yeah, I'd be happy to. And I think, you know, I'm definitely not the first one to have thought about it, and you can see a fair amount of writing. So I want to be clear, this is different than, like, your friends, your book club, your tennis group, or sort of moral support. They'll Mm -hmm. always tell you you look good or If you're me, they might tell you if you have lipstick on your teeth to get it off before (laughs) everybody sees didn't check before this show. And the personal board of directors, I think of more about professionally. And if you think about corporate boards, corporate boards need to have a mix of people who can help steer a company around strategy, around governance, maybe somebody who knows the industry, maybe somebody who's older, who's seen more, maybe somebody who's younger, who's more digital. And those boards change. And so I think they do for individuals too. And I'm not sure as an individual you necessarily want to tell everybody. Oh, I'm putting you on my board of directors. It's a little scary sometimes when you ask somebody to be your mentor. It's a little scary. They're like, Oh, what if I don't help you? What if? What if? Um, you know, you want a certain number of hours a year, and I can't do that. Mm. Whereas if you are of think in your own mind, like, here's a person I turn to. So for me, for example, there are a couple people I know who've been very senior boards of, on boards in Singapore, and I've been on a couple of boards myself, but they're they've much more experience and. I just go out for coffee with them once in a while, ask them for guidance. How do they think they might handle this? One of them said to me, you know, I don't think you should be trying to do the kind of boards you're doing and working full time. I think it's too much. And I think she was right. And I've, I've since tried to tone down a little bit while I'm still working. Um, I think you might have people who I, I know that I think I'm on the personal board of directors for a couple of young women who are trying to figure out how do they get through the young, you know, young childbearing years and these really heavy duty Uh, accelerated careers. I know that I've had some people come to me for advice around, you know, international working, the kind that Carmen was talking about. How do you manage that? And so I think it's a great way to think about, do I want somebody who knows my industry? Do I want somebody who knows the industry I want to be in? Do I want somebody a bit older and sagacious? Do I want somebody a bit younger who knows more about the internet or digitization or uh, Gen Z than I do? And just sort of thinking about it that way.
0: Wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. So as it's the holiday season, people are taking time off now, Elisa, before they go back again in 2021. What would be some of the sort of one or two key takeaway tips for them to remember moving forward?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Thank you. I think career wise, (laughs) I think one thing is to think about 2021, even with vaccines, I think it's going to be a hybrid Workforce. I think we're going to find some days in the office, some days out. So figure out what you need in terms of social interaction and what you need for mingling. I think they're calling it now swarming Mm -hmm. at work. Um, And I think another is if you're feeling stuck, remember, you are never stuck. Go out, do some job dating, do some chatting with people and figure out what your options are.
1: Because you got us. Aliza Knox, head of APAC for Cloudflare, and, and thinking more broadly about stamina and grit and personal boards of director, uh, thanks for being with us and for sharing that today. I think that's that's real, uh, It's great information and a great thought for all of us to kind of work through over this holiday period when we have a little extra time on our hands. Thanks
2: for having me on, Daniel.
1: To listen
0: to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg